as simple as it sounds, if you can hit the nail on the head with all five, you will succeed. Your traffic campaign will succeed. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello, welcome back to episode number 60 of Perpetual Traffic. We got Ralph, Molly, myself on again today. How are we all doing? Good. Awesome. Wicked good. Woo! Getting towards the end of summer here. Uh, It's been a nice couple of weeks weather-wise out here in Seattle. It's kind of bittersweet because summer's ending, but it's also heading into the fall, which, you know, probably 80% of businesses, that's when things really pick up and things usually slow down in August and it's exciting times. So, uh... Love getting into that Labor Day time. Hopefully you're excited too for your business. And it's the most wonderful time of the year too when the children go back to school. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've got a pretty big announcement actually. There's been some people asking about, is a digital marketer doing traffic and conversion next year? Or what's the story? We haven't heard about it. It's been top secret. So we just started selling tickets, uh, super early bird price, 65% off, available at trafficandconversionsummit.com. We just released it today. So yeah, if you want to attend, I think this will be the eighth Traffic and Conversion Summit. It's March 10th through 12th in San Diego at the Manchester Grand Hyatt. And if you're planning to go or you're thinking about going, definitely go ahead and and grab your ticket. It's the lowest price that it will be. Also, if you're a lab member, we are doing a 30% discount on your ticket. So yeah, if if you're a lab member or if you join lab, you will get a discount code, a coupon code that you can use on the order form and you'll get 30% off. So yeah, Trafficking Aversion Summit's probably my favorite thing that we do at Digital Marketer. And if you want to come, you know, meet Ralph and Keith and I, I'm sure we'll be doing something fun. We don't know (laughs) yet. Yeah, and informative, but we would love to see you guys there. It's really probably the biggest event in the digital marketing space. It's an epic event. I've never seen so much good feedback on your guys' event. It's just unbelievable. Last year, the year before, it's like it gets better every single year. People are so impressed. And it was really impressive on on how how smooth it went last year. And it was really cool to be able to see behind the scenes. It was yeah. crazy how like how Ryan and Richard and everybody and Russ and you were like weren't even stressed out because it was so <laughs> dialed in. Yeah. It was usually yeah. a lot of times you hear like behind the scenes, it's crazy when they have events. That's what you always hear, actually. But I remember you guys were all like, I can't believe how smooth this is going, which yeah. is really a testament to the whole event. And when Molly says prices are as low as they they ever will be, she's 100% accurate here. I remember you guys actually did a great webinar, I think for DM Labs, like around, I don't know, like almost a year ago. And you talked about how you promote an event and you went through the whole process of super early bird, then early bird. And so basically the price goes up every, you know, every few weeks to, to a couple months and then they, they sell out. I remember last year, dude, I had so many people reaching out to me. Keith, can you get me tickets to traffic conversion? sold out. Guys <laughs> oh that are God. like yeah. successful people with yeah. big businesses. So, so get them now. <laughs> yeah, there is not scarcity for the sake of scarcity. We will raise the price three times. So it will raise again in a few weeks. And yeah, when it sells out, it, it sells out. It's only so much space at that hotel. And you guys, I think you use every square inch of it. And if you're <laughs> if you're in this space, it's a must go event. I mean, <laughs> write it in your calendar now. I, I don't know what the dates are specifically. March 10th through 12th. March 10th through 12th. All right. Mark those dates and uh, get there early. Consume all the content. It's awesome. Yeah, cool. 
Let's get into it. So today what we're going to do is Molly recently did a webinar with Digital Marketer about how to build a profitable traffic campaign and went through a five-step process showing a bunch of different examples and got a lot of great feedback on this webinar. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over the core elements of these five elements today on the podcast. Now, if you want to watch the entire webinar, I think the, you guys got a recording of it inside DM Labs, right? Yeah, we do under the What's Working Now tab. And I will also make sure my slides are available to download at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Cool. So the slides will be available at the show notes page, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. The recording of the webinar, though, actually is inside Digital Marketer Engage. So you've got to be a member to be able to access that. But today's going to be some good stuff. We're going to go through it. We're going to go through examples. And uh, let's get right into it. Molly, what's the frame here? What's, what's the story? How do you do this? When I was going to build this presentation, I really wanted to explain the fundamental elements of a successful traffic campaign. Before we started recording today, we were talking and Ralph's like, you know, Molly, I still, you know, listen to all of your trainings. I listen to Keith. I'm learning every day because everyone has a different perspective on this stuff. And sometimes no matter how good you are at traffic or marketing, you really need to be reminded of the fundamentals, you know, really the, the keys to, to what makes a campaign successful. So I wanted to do a webinar and a training that really hit on those elements without being basic and boring. So I was trying to think of a good way to explain how to build a successful traffic campaign that would relate to real life. And I started thinking about the idea of giving people a gift. I was like on the treadmill in Austin, like late one night, we're doing a Fitbit challenge here at Digital Marketer. So I was trying to get my steps in. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I started thinking like, wow, you know, marketing campaigns and traffic campaigns, it's really similar to giving someone a gift. So imagine that, that you're about to go to a party and one of the things that you're going to need is wrapping paper, right? To wrap the gift that you're going to bring to the party. And say you're going to, you know, a birthday party for a little girl and you go to buy wrapping paper and you actually wrap her gift in cars wrapping paper, right? It's like very boyish. And I'm not here to be politically correct, but if we're looking at how the world works, you probably wouldn't show up to a little girl's birthday party with wrapping paper that has, you know, red cars on it. You would probably go with the Disney princess. You know, typically that's not how you would present this gift, right? Same thing if you're going to a graduation party and you go to a graduation party and you wrap this gift in paper that says baby on it. You know, unless this person happens to be graduating and having a child, that's pretty confusing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's uh, one hell thanks? of a party. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to tell me something? Yeah. Then if you go a little bit deeper and you think about an actual card that you would give someone that you would bring to a party, you know, this is you actually writing something to this person. You wouldn't go to a little boy's birthday party and give him a card that says birthday girl on the front with, you know, princess wings and a big pink ribbon. That would be speaking to the wrong audience. And if you start to think a little bit deeper into the actual gift that you're giving and you go to the birthday party and you show up to the little boy's birthday party and he opens the gift and it's 
you know, a baby doll. (laughs) He'd probably be like, I didn't ask for this. This doesn't make sense. This isn't for me. And if you start to think even a bit deeper to a concept where you received an invitation to a party in the mail. And if you're looking at the slides, you'll see I, I used an example of an invitation that says it's a party. Joshua is turning five and he's all happy. You know, it's his birthday party. It's going to be fun. So you go with the expectations that this party is, is for a boy. And imagine if you showed up and it's princess themed, right? And there's pink everywhere and tutus. That would be confusing to you. Through the design elements of the invitation, you had expectations about what this party was going to be like when you showed up. And if you show up and it's not what you expect, you might look around and say, did we go to the wrong room? You know, are we in the wrong place? And really, this is a big analogy, a life analogy as to what a lot of people are doing with their marketing campaigns and their traffic campaigns. They don't understand the fundamental elements of a marketing campaign, and that's why it's not working. It has nothing to do with how you bid inside of Facebook or click this button or don't click this button. You know, although the step-by-step stuff is really important, if you don't have the fundamental elements of a campaign in place, it's not going to work. And if you look at this party, card, gift, invitation analogy that I've been using, ad campaigns work the exact same way. If you think about the present, what you're actually bringing to the party to give to this person, well, that's your offer. That's your product. That's your service. That's your blog post. That's whatever you're trying to get them to click over to and and do, right? Whatever you're enticing them with in the ad, that's the offer. Well, a lot of people are taking baby dolls to little boys' birthday parties. And they're like, this doesn't work. Traffic doesn't work. And it's, no, your offer, no one wants it. You simply have a bad offer. They're either taking a good offer to the wrong party or they simply have a gift that no one wants, right? Everyone takes it back, takes it back and returns it, you know, for something else. No one wants that offer. So, you know, offer is the first element of a successful a marketing and traffic campaign. The second is the copy. So that's the card that you bring to the party that really speaks to that particular person. It's what you write out. It's it's how you speak to them. Well, a lot of people are writing copy that speaks to the wrong person, right? They're bringing the graduation card to the baby shower. And they're wondering why people aren't responding or why people are confused. And it's because they're speaking to the wrong person in the wrong way. And then the next step, the creative. So this is the imagery, the video that you use to really sell your offer, right? This this imagery portrays the marketing message. And that's really like the wrapping paper of a gift. The wrapping paper is what, you know, portrays what's inside, And if you mess up on the wrapping paper, you're using the wrong creative. Well, no one ever actually gets to see what's inside because you didn't properly represent it. 
Number four is AdSense. So, you know, this is really the match between your ad and your landing page. Is the imagery similar? Is the offer similar? Is the copy similar? A lot of times you'll click on an ad and you'll go to a page that looks and feels and says something totally different than the ad said. And people immediately hit the back button. So this really relates to part of the analogy where you receive an invitation for a graduation party and you show up and it's a baby shower. (laughs) And a lot of people are doing that. They write ads that they think are going to get a lot of clicks, but in no way does that ad actually relate to what's on the landing page. And people hit the back button. Then the last element is, is targeting. So, you know, this is just the idea of you build this beautiful, awesome campaign, or you plan this wonderful birthday party, and then you invite the wrong people. You know, you, you throw this birthday party that's awesome and fun for kids, and then for some reason you don't invite any kids. You only invite adults, and you wonder why no one has fun. Um, so, you know, that last element, targeting, is really just about putting, you know, this awesome marketing campaign in front of the right people. So this is interesting. So notice how number five is targeting, right, which is who you're going to invite to the party. And notice how that wasn't number one, because a lot of times, you know, we see in surveys and we see from the questions that we get from people that everybody wants to learn how to find their perfect target customer using Facebook ads, right? Or how to use all this super ninja optimized bidding and, and all these things. And, and notice how that was number five. It's it's one of the critical five elements you have to have. But if you don't get number one right, then there's no way that you can actually have success. And, and you know, Molly and, and Ryan, you guys recently did did some articles and some some webinars about showing how you generated like 120,000 leads off like one main campaign. One of the reasons why you're able to do that was because your offer was so good. Can you elaborate a little bit on what an offer is and in terms of, of traffic? Because there's different definitions of offer. Offer is really whatever you're sending traffic to. Yep. You know, if if you're sending traffic to a blog post, but the blog post isn't something that people actually want to read, it's not going to work, right? You know, the offer can be anything from your product or service, what you're at, what you're actually selling to a blog post, to a webinar, you know, whatever you're sending traffic to, that's your offer. The hook. Another hook. word is, is hook. We like to use the word hook. It's the reason why people are clicking on your ad. For your sales offer might be a $300 product or a physical product, but that might not be the actual offer of your ad. Sometimes it is. Some of our ads, our, our main offer is actually their most popular product. You know, it's a physical product and, and we're taking people directly from Facebook ads to that. A lot of times the offer is a lead magnet, like a swipe file download, or sometimes it's a webinar registration. Sometimes it's a it's an article that you want somebody to read to get to know your your brand and then maybe click through from there. You know, that hook, that's got to be right. Once you get that right, it makes the rest much easier easier. And we've talked about this a lot. Ryan Dice came on on episode number 43, four steps to crafting and optimizing the perfect offer. And then in episode 45, Ralph and I kind of piggybacked off that and talked about five proven Facebook offers that convert. Hook is the front facing thing that you're showing to your cold audience, right? But it really is. If you look at it, you got to begin this whole thing with the end in mind. And I think Ryan actually says this in a lot of his trainings is that 
what is your core offer? What's the thing you want them to buy? You're going to put a few steps ahead of it. You might have a tripwire in front of that. You might have a lead magnet in front of that. And maybe in front of that, you have a blog post, or maybe you have, you know, a, a video ad, or maybe somewhere in there is a webinar. So the, the hook that Keith's talking about is directly related to that thing you ultimately want them to buy. It might be a splintered piece of it or something that's related and directly related to the pathway that you're going to take them down into your sales funnel. But that hook or offer really has to resonate as the front-facing advertisement. And you know the thing that you're offering to those people on, in this case, Facebook or any other medium to pull them in and to pull them into your sales funnel so you can eventually cultivate them and get them to do what you really want them to do, which is to buy one of your products or your services, which is your core offer at the end of the day. Bam. Kablam. Kablam. And some examples of good offers, again, you'll find in the slides, I've included a lot of examples in this presentation, uh, but just, you know, the, the first slide there that you see in the offer category that has examples on it, I really like these. You know, the one on the left is a great offer. It's a $99 Austin dentist coupon, and it says, overdue to see the dentist, sign up for our $99 super dental special. You'll love it. Here's what you'll get professional dental cleaning, x-rays, full dental exam. So, you know, for a local business that's trying to generate new customers, this $99 coupon is a great offer to make to the local area. Um, it's something that people want. I signed up for it. It's not, hey, come to the dentist. We're really good. There's a reason for people to come to that dentist. They've given them a special offer. And then same thing with the ad next to to that one from Survival Life. They're selling an EverStrike Pro for just a penny. And what it is, is it's a lighter that's waterproof. And the image is really portraying that. It has, you know, water trickling down on the light. And, you know, the, the fire is still going. So this is a great offer for, you know, survivalists and people that are outdoors a lot. You know, who doesn't want a lighter that's waterproof. You know, that's really, really cool. And especially because it's only a penny. So, you know, these are just two good examples of making an offer that people actually want. Cool. Love it. Kaboom. Let's talk about how the copy and the card relate to the offer. Your copy should convey why your offer is something that people want. So like we were talking about hooks earlier, which you can learn a lot in the episode where we talked about the ad grid. What are different reasons that particular people would want this offer? And how can you convey that in written form in your copy? And I think there are some great examples in these slides of good copy, and they all looked different. There are different links of copy. They say different things, but what they're all really good at is speaking to that offer and why you should take action on the offer. So for example, there's one from Galvanize in Austin, and it says in six months, you'll learn the tools and skills you need to make an impact as a programmer. 
So it's really simple, but it's using specificity and numbers. So it only takes six months and you'll have all of the skills that you need, you know, to make an impact as a programmer. It says learn to code in Austin. So there's specificity there in the actual city. That's what caught my attention when I was scrolling through the newsfeed. And then it says 97% of galvanized graduates are employed within six months and have an average starting salary of 77000 So it's really hard not to click on that ad if you're interested in becoming a programmer. It only takes six months. You'll learn everything you need to, to be a good programmer. 97% of the people that graduate are employed within six months and have a, an average starting salary of $77,000. They're using a lot of specificity in really a very simple ad, but the copy is speaking to the end benefit and what their offer can do for the individual. And I, I think that's wonderful. To the right of that is one of our ads for a, a lead magnet about email marketing. And it says the average adult receives 147 emails a day. Again, we're using a number in there, a specific number. What are you doing to stand out in the inbox? So we're really probing a pain point there. Like, hey, people's inboxes, they're cluttered. You know, how are you standing out? And if you read that, you're like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough with my email marketing. And then we give them a solution. We can help generate more opens, clicks, and sales, which is all benefit-based using our seven-step email formula. So in the end, the ultimate solution to the problem problem that we posed to them, right? We created a problem for them and then gave them a solution all in three sentences of copy. I think the key with everything that you're saying here is specificity. I'm not sure how you spell it, but I know how to say it. <laughs> and I know it's really important because in that example that you used, both of them galvanized as well as your own ads. It's like for the, the, the DM ad, it's how many steps? It's seven steps. What is yeah. it? It's an email formula for what? For generating more sales. And what do I not have to do? I don't have to send any more emails by sending fewer emails. So it's really specific. So that offer is not a free video tutorial on email sending. Right. Nobody, nobody wakes up in the morning and says they want a video tutorial. At least I don't. No. I don't think you guys do, but no. it's not. that's not specific enough. Yeah. And they want to stand out in the inbox. They don't want to read a 300 page ebook on how to be better at email marketing. There's no end benefit there. The end benefit here is, hey, there's a problem. The inbox is full. You know, it's it's a competitive place. What are you doing to stand out? And all of that was manufactured in the ad. I just did research to find facts about email marketing. And then the solution happened to be this lead magnet. There's so many different ways to write ads, but I mean, I think that's a great ad because it's like a, did you know? I didn't know I received 147 emails a day. Holy cow. What, what do these guys have to say about it? Absolutely. So it's a, it's a great ad, but it's really, really, really specific to one specific problem. Couldn't agree more. Love it. Love it. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Let's move on, shall we? Love it. So what's step number three, Maul? Creative. C creatives? I'm darn creative. Yeah, the creative. All right, love it. Let's move on to the wrapping paper. 
gone are the days that you can just create ads that are brightly colored or something that's really eye-catching to get clicks because those clicks aren't qualified. Your image or your video must portray the marketing message that we were just talking about with the copy. Your image should stand out and people should want to click, but the right people should want to click. And going back to the examples in the slide, I'm looking at the one that says not all wounds are visible and it's for an e-counseling company. So they do counseling online. And the image is really simple. It's a nice royal blue background, which really catches your attention. And it says, not all wounds are visible, which is a great hook for e-counseling. And then it has two band-aids next to it. So they're literally playing off of the word wounds and using band-aids as a visual. Really, this is about e-counseling, but this was such a creative play on the words that are used within their industry. So I just thought that image was really incredible. When they say a picture speaks a thousand words, that, that one does. And you can do this in a lot of ways. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just have to do something that's a pattern interrupt or kind of stands out from people in the news feed. But how can you really get that image to tell that story visually? Same thing in the next slide, the one on the right from Crew. It says, we can't build Rome in a day, but in less than 24 hours, we can find someone to build it for you. Apps, websites, whatever your empire requires. And the image is actually a mobile device with like, you know, guys dressed in black coming from the ceiling. And it looks like they're about to work, physically work on this phone. And although, of course, people aren't actually going to go work on the cell phone to build the mobile app, they're being very literal and they're playing off of this idea of building an app for you. It's like a giant phone with many little mini minions that are yeah. that got their uniforms on. One of the little guys is basically repelling down to, to be working on it. When you first see it, you can totally visualize what you're trying to express. Absolutely. Uh, we found that like DM, I mean, you guys have somebody on staff that does all your ad creatives. And so we get really creative with our, our person who does it. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's a struggle to find something that really is related to your offer. But I mean, we find that metaphorical images, not like the actual image of the thing, unless you're doing like a checklist or something like that, we find that that really does work in the creative because that then appears on the landing page, which is going to be the next step we're going to talk about. But if you just don't have much in the way of creativity, you know, you can get stock photos and then you can use Canva, which we referred to in the last episode. And there's a way in which you can do it to get a 1200 by 628 image for a link post ad. And then what we found, if you use those stock photos, if you just change it slightly, like add some saturation or you add some Chrome or kind of Instagram kind of look to it, it doesn't look like a stock photo anymore. And it really pops in the newsfeed. So if you're not that creative... You know, think of sort of metaphorical images, go to stock photo, you know, get a subscription or find like some royalty free ones. And you can create these sorts of things really, really quickly. It's, it's got to relate back to your offer, though. So that's the big thing. You don't have to get it exact, exact right. But close enough is close enough. And as long as it stands out and some of these examples here are really good ones, you're going to be in good shape. Bam. So the next one's AdSent. And this was the part of the analogy where the invitation should set expectations that are then met at the party. A lot of people make this mistake. Their ad looks very different from their landing page. 
So if you're able to really maintain consistency between design, imagery, the benefits of the author, right, the the hook, um, and the author itself between the ad and the landing page, you're really going to increase your conversion rate. And you'll see examples in the slides of people even like Universal, Orlando, doing this really poorly. There's an ad that says fourth night and third day free, Universal Orlando. And you click over to the landing page and there's no mention of that particular offer on the landing page at all. Like you can buy other vacation packages, but that offer that they made in the ad isn't on the next page. And there's another one with Whole Foods. They're giving you a delivery code to use Instacart to order groceries. And you click over to the page and it's terms for appeasement of free delivery credit, which makes no sense. You're in the help center for Instacart. You should send traffic over to a page where people can actually order their groceries and use the coupon code. So, you know, it it seems like common sense, but it's a big mistake that people make. And psychologically, we all browse the internet until for some reason we're triggered in a way that says, oh, I'm not where I wanted to be, right? You go to a page that doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. The, The benefit, the offer isn't what you expected. And you immediately hit the back button. And that's not good for traffic campaigns. You want people to click and get the same experience on the landing page that they got in the ad. So that's really, really important and something that a lot of people don't talk about, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. What ends up happening is when you don't have that ad sent or that message match between your ad creative uh, copy as well as your landing page, is that people back click. That back click button is so close. It's right up there. You know, it's like a thumb away on a mobile device. And you got to make sure that whatever you're trying to portray in the newsfeed, in the case of Facebook or a display ad, whatever it happens to be, is the same message that you get when you land on the landing page. And we were just doing an ad account this week for a new potential customer. And all their ads had pictures of cows on them, sending them to a webinar for a real estate offer. It was the most confusing thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they're getting clicks. (laughs) They were getting clicks for cow lovers. But I mean, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people's attention, but it's not in the right way. I mean, it's got to, people are just, they they don't get duped easily on on Facebook, especially, or just in advertising, just in general. Now we're all somewhat jaded and we're, that back click button is so close. Don't try and fool people by getting a click because they're just going to back click anyway. We're getting penalized for that even more now. Clickbaiting. Facebook's even looking for that because a lot of the news sites are, are using massive clickbait right, to get right. people to click on something that's completely different than what they're actually reading when they get to their website. Right. Three ways to get healthy and you'll never guess what number three is. You know, click right. here to find out like that link baity stuff. Absolutely, Keith. Um, so it does nothing to help you. You might get your ad account banned, but it's just going to raise your costs as well because that back click button, there is there is relevance score that is related to bounce from your from your ad to your landing page. We see it all the time. And if it doesn't match, your ad costs are going to increase and your conversions are going to lower. And you don't want that. And you don't want that. 
Then the last one was targeting and definitely check out episodes eight and 30 for more information on targeting. But like we hit on earlier, you know, you can build the best campaign, but if you put it in front of the wrong people, it will fail. The episode I use here in the slides is related to yoga. So if you were selling, you know, online yoga courses or, you know, physical products around yoga or a yoga book, anything in that market, most people would go into an ad platform and type in the word yoga. <laughs> and if you see in the example in the United States, that would reach 26 million people. And it's just too broad, especially when you're starting out and you're, you're just testing. You really have to figure out where the avid part of the market's hanging out. So on the next slide, on slide 60, you know, I had interests like Manduka, they create physical products in the yoga space, yoga wear, my yoga online. So, you know, where people actually go to take online yoga courses, yoga apparel, Onzi yoga apparel, they sell, you know, yoga products, yoga and life, which is a yoga blog. So it gives us a more specific group of people that are actually practicing and, and doing yoga versus going really, really broad right off the bat. Great example. Perfect example here. I mean, I think that is, you used a Tiger Woods analogy, I think, way back when, when you uh, yeah. a bunch of um, interest targeting presentations that you did. And this is the same kind of thing. You know, if you're in the yeah. golf niche and you're trying to sell a golf product or a golf series or whatever it happens to be, some sort of instructional thing for golf, you wouldn't target Tiger Woods because that's far too broad just like your yoga example here. Um, the great thing is that Facebook will, once you actually put in that seed keyword, then it will give you lots of suggestions. You click the little suggestions tab, and that's really, really helpful if you're on the Facebook ad platform. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, those are really the five elements. And I think as simple as it sounds, if you can hit the nail on the head with all five, you will succeed. Your traffic campaign will succeed. Yes. Love it. Love it. So remember, you can get to the show notes at digitalmarketer.com and you can download the entire slide presentation so you can see all the examples, all the additional examples. And if you are a Digital Marketer Lab member, I'm sure that we can put a link on the show notes there so you can get access to the recorded webinar, but also get 30% off your TNC Traffic and Conversion 2017 tickets, which is pretty cool. So uh, that'll definitely pay for itself. Other than that, uh, Thank you for listening. We hope this has been helpful for you. Please go back and listen to those episodes that we recommended because like we said, hearing a lot of this stuff over and over again is really, really important because it's just the key foundations to, to long-term success in, in, in traffic in any niche, traffic in really any media. Uh, we use mostly Facebook today, but these are the core elements to success. So get your offer right, get your ad sent right, get your ad copy right, your targeting will be easy. All right. Facebook will do a lot of the hard work for you with their amazing algorithms. So do the work. It'll be worth it. Hope you enjoy this podcast. We can't wait to talk to you next week. See ya. Bam. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.